Welcome to the Phoenix Wellness Coaching Series of Podcasts with Jeanette Forder. Created to help and guide you as a woman to discover yourself through the pivotal moments that matter in your life. Helping you to find your purpose, power and voice through all those critical life stages. Yes, and welcome along to another one of the Phoenix Wellness Podcasts. My name is Glenn Thompson. Very nice to have the pleasure of your company today. And thank you so much for hitting that subscribe button on your favourite podcast platform, if that's where you're listening to this podcast. And indeed, uh, if you're listening on the website, good to have you along with us today. So back on the line, we have Jeanette Forder. Jeanette, how do we find you today? Oh, we find us good again. It's a lovely sunny day and I'm excited to be back here talking to everybody. Lovely. Okay. Pivotal Moments That Matter in a Woman's Life Then is the title of today's podcast. Of course, uh, let's have a quick uh, reminder as to what you do at Phoenix Wellness then. Tell us in a little bit of detail, Jeanette. Thanks for that, Glenn. Phoenix Wellness Coaching is an online women-only wellness and life coaching service. My passion in life is to help women navigate all those pivotal moments that matter. And when I talk about that, what I mean is those decision points that we have. It might be that we're going to have a baby or we're just going to return to work after having a child, or it could be an accident or an operation or the menopause, for instance. It's those moments when, as a woman, something happens in our lives and we need to make a decision. We're faced with a crossroads. So what I do is I come into that conversation. I work really closely with the individual. I say I work holistically with the whole woman. So we're based on looking at her life, her lifestyle, her values, her beliefs, bringing that all together to help her to navigate through those streams in life, to work out, is it the next promotion she wants to go for? What's her goal? So that actually then she can move into the rest of her life knowing that she's on the right path. It's really important for me and something that I'm passionate about is helping women really get to where they want to be. Okay. Well, before we bring in our guest today, that's uh, Claire Vittery, who's uh, a recent client of yours. Let's uh, focus a little bit, first of all, on the story of the Phoenix, because that's the name of your organisation, Phoenix Wellness, a mythological bird, of course. Uh, Just briefly tell us about that and why you decided to go with the Phoenix name. It means such a lot to me. And I actually liken my own story to that of the phoenix. So the phoenix, as I say, is a beautiful, powerful mythological bird who every 50 years basically reinvents her life. She plunges down into the depths, burns in the fire, and from the ashes, three days later, rises up at the start of the day in the sunrise. A lot of the you know, cultures in the past, Greek, Egyptian, have used this mythology The story of the phoenix comes up so often. Again, it's often likened to the resurrection story. It's very symbolic of rebirth, renewal, reinvention. And actually, that's what I do. I've done that myself with my own life when I face those challenges. Each time I faced a challenge, I've kind of metaphorically burned in the ashes and rediscovered myself. And actually, that's as a life coach, that's what I want to do. I want to help women who actually want to do something different, want to change their lives, find a new path. And, you know, three days isn't a long time. And what I normally do is I work with um, ladies over a course of time, usually up to about 12 hours over a number of weeks. It's amazing to see what they can actually achieve in that time. 
and see them rise again after those three days. That's wonderful. Okay, so let's just uh, quickly ask you the pivotal moments in a woman's life and why do they matter? What are the pivotal moments in a woman's life? So there can be all sorts, as I've said. They can be career, physical, mental health-wise, all sorts of things. So starting at first, it would be right back to you know your first job and you're, you're working away. Do you go for the promotion? Do you change career? So professional moments that matter. They could be actually to do with your relationships when you're with your partner, you're, have, you're deciding to have a family. And actually, when you decide you want to go back to work, for many women, that decision to go back to work, to leave the child, you know, have to find childcare, and then also to be able to find their way in the world of work again. Do they go part-time, full-time? So many different decisions. And then, as I've said, you could have operations I know I actually had um, a really bad horse riding accident a Mm. few years back and that necessitated I I broke my back. It gave me time to think about not only did I want to do horse riding again, (laughs) but actually because I had that time, it was what's my life all about Mm. and where am I going? So those are those pivotal moments. They can be sparked by almost anything. Again, our health has a big impact. The stages of a woman's life really important as we go through towards menopause and beyond. Those really can change the way that we feel and the way that we behave. And that's why they're so important to us. You touched on something there, Jeanette, that I think resonates with so many people, so many women, the returning to work after having a child and the building up that confidence again, because, you know, you hear it so many times, getting back into the workplace for a woman after giving birth, having a family is tough. You know, they might have been away for two, three, four, five, ten years, perhaps, if they've had a number of children. Trying to get back into a full-time job and that workplace can be daunting for people, can't it? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I know in my my previous career as an HR business partner, I worked with a lot of ladies that were coming to the end of their maternity leave. I worked with one lady who had as you say, been out of the workplace for over five years where she'd had her children and taken career breaks. It is really daunting. You wonder whether your skills are still up to date. You often think, oh gosh, I can't go back. I don't know how to use the computer. I don't know anything. I've kind of stagnated. But what I do is talk through with the ladies what their options are and actually get them to start thinking about everything they've learnt and done as a new mum. I mean, that's an amazing thing to be doing. And they learn so much. So all those skills that they have, whether that's organising the family or, you know, understanding what they need to do with their young child and how they're going to move, you know, move forward with their own lives. Those are all skills that are transferable. So through that relationship I can have with them, Mm. it's talking about what they can do, what they can bring to the workplace and just encouraging them. And, you know, one of the biggest issues is they often come back into the workplace at a role and a job that is lower than their skills and their ability. And that's simply because they might want to go part time or they want to ease themselves in. What I try to do is work with them and encourage them to see the skills that they've built up during their maternity leave and look at how useful that's going to be when they return to the workplace. Absolutely. And uh, you can, of course, help build this confidence as well, can't you, at Phoenix Wellness? Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, let's bring in your guest today then. This is, of course, uh, Claire Vittery. Claire, welcome to the podcast. How are you? 
I'm very well, thank you. Okay, you're a recent client of Jeanette's, aren't you? How did she help you? Tell us about your journey, first of all. Where are you? Where do you live? And, um, you know, how did you come in contact with uh, Jeanette in the first place? I live in Surrey and I work in London. I met Jeanette a while ago and was really made a connection with Jeanette, along with Jeanette, trying to forge a career in middle management and move into senior management. And I reconnected with Jeanette and was really pleased to be able to be part of a coaching setup with her. I'd basically kind of stagnated a bit in my career. I'd reached middle management. Like a lot of women, I'd reached middle age. And um, I was really unsure about how to make the next step into senior management and a senior leadership role. Whenever I asked for advice, I was given the same advice, which was just got to be yourself. Moving into leadership is all about just how you do things and being yourself rather than ticking all the boxes of doing the right things. That's great advice, but I wasn't finding it very helpful because I'd spent so long at work being who I thought I should be and, and fulfilling those tick boxes that I'd sort of lost touch with who I was and who I could be as a leader. So Jeanette really helped me with that. So Claire, I know when we came together, you'd been on one of my small workshops. What was it that you experienced there that made you want to come into the one-to-one coaching? What I really liked was the fact that what you had was some really practical things there for me to do. In that um, small group coaching, you very clearly laid out some techniques that we could use to kind of help us make the most of the to-do list, get through the day and get through that to-do list. It was really simple things. And to be honest, Jeanette, it wasn't anything that I hadn't heard before. But I was finally prepared to listen to that. And I thought, actually, that's something that I can do. I'm not really one for sort of sitting about thinking airy-fairy thoughts. So having the practical approach was really good. I like what you say there, Claire. And something that really resonated was that you said you were ready to hear those steps and to take that on board. And actually, as a coach, that's the type of client we need because coaching will only work when you're ready to hear it and to take part and actually to do the work. And I remember when you came to me, you said you wanted to refine yourself. Did we manage that? Yeah, we did. And I like the fact that you said that, Jeanette, you know, you've got to do the work. It was like, I was kind of hoping that I'd be able to come along and go, oh, Jeanette, I'm really trying to get this uh, this promotion. Can you write the application for me, please? And then everything will be fine. <laughs> but actually, it really didn't work like that. But it was this, oh, I've got a meeting with Jeanette in a week's time. I must look back, you know, it's coming up in two days. What did I commit to do? Have I done that? Oh, I better do that. I better try a bit of that before I meet with her. The accountability was really good in just kind of making me do the things that I knew I should be doing. And I was ready to start doing and focusing and 
reflecting on how I was performing at work, really. It was really good. So, Claire, is it fair to say that Jeanette put the confidence back into you, almost instilled it back into you? On the line, you sound a very confident sort of woman. (laughs) Oh, yeah, I'm all faking it until I make it. I'm all faking it now. No, that was absolutely right. I'd, I'd spent... The last couple of years, actually, working in some really hectic environments that were really, really busy. And in doing that and in in working with others, I sort of lost the confidence in my own abilities to lead things and actually drive them forward. And Jeanette just really gently brought me back and pointed out that actually I was leading that and actually I did do this. And to have that reinforced over a number of weeks actually really helped and it really helped me to see things in a different way. Did you have a light bulb moment? Yes and no. I mean, I think it was kind of gradually came upon me. It wasn't so much rose-tinted glasses as Jeanette's tinted glasses. (laughs) (laughs) I see this as just doing the job. When I tell Jeanette about this, will she see this as me being a leader and moving forward and actually directing things? And that really helped. That really helped me think about things. And just one of the key things that I absolutely got was being present. Because I'd handed over the cash, being present in the meetings that I had with Jeanette was really important. And actually, I realized that I'd stopped being present at work necessarily and actually being Mm. in the moment and actually putting down the other emails that you've got up on your screen and putting down the piece of paper and actually focusing in on the meeting that you're supposed to be at really helped in productivity and confidence and ability to know things. It just that really helped. And Jeanette, for somebody like Claire, you obviously worked very closely with her during that 12-week period. Did you formulate a programme specifically for her needs, or is it sort of like just part of a package that you put together generally? No, every relationship and every coaching relationship is different, and it's very tailored to the individual. So I usually start them the same way in terms of trying to understand where they've come from and what journey they've been on that's brought them to this point and actually really focusing on what is it you want to achieve at the end of these 12 weeks. And we keep coming back to that. But I very much let the client lead the conversation. So coaching is all about actually helping the individual to find the abilities and the solutions and the way forward within themselves So I then enable them to do that. And that can be in many different ways. For some coaching clients, I do use some, you know, some systems. So I ask them to write the the future letter to do the visualization, but that doesn't work for everybody. So I come to it each time listening to what Claire wants to get out of it. What's on Claire's mind this week? What does she want to talk about? And we take it from there. So the conversation can go in very different Mm. places. But there's always something that will come up that is something that you come back to. For Claire, there was one of her self-limiting beliefs from her background. And that was what each time was we discovered stopping her from maybe taking that final leap, that final step. And when we were able to look at that, it enabled us to then change the way she was thinking 
And each time I would say, do you remember that belief? Do you remember that little voice? Where are we going with this? So it very much depends on how the client wants to come at these these conversations and we take it from there. And Claire, is that a fair assessment? Would you agree with that? I would absolutely agree with that. I think um, what I really appreciated was that coming to me and me just being able to say, right, scrap everything else, Jeanette. This is really important right now. How am I going to deal with this? Or this has just happened. I need to really think about how I'm going to go about dealing with it. That was really helpful. Mm. And Jeanette's right, of course, you know, one of the things that I'm much better at now is being brave and knowing that things, they might not be successful the first time, but be brave, go out there, do it, learn from it, and then go out and do it again. And I was shying away from some of those things because of the little voice that was back there going, oh, that might not work. Do you really deserve to be out there? So, mm. So that really helps. This doubt, this nagging voice in the back of your mind then, Claire, is this something that, without going into too much detail, is this something that goes back a while? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm. I think um, it's something that I've, I've always lived with and at various different points in my life. I've managed to not listen to it as much. Mm. I think perhaps um, we've talked about, you know, pivotal points in a woman's life. And, you know, one of the points... For women that will come to all of us, unfortunately, is is the menopause. And having reached that point myself, the nagging voice had come back. And I think, you know, some of that comes back with, um, you know, you're changing hormones, the way you think about things. Your mind goes a little bit haywire. I heard someone the other day going, I can't think. I'm in the menopause. I can't think. Really? Yeah. Um, <laughs> and having gone through that... I think, you know, some of those little, little voices have come back and it, it was really helpful just to be able to go, OK, yeah, those are just voices. You've conquered them before. You, you'll conquer them again now. Okay. That's the critical bit. I love to hear that, Claire, actually, because that's what I keep saying. We've all got those voices, but they are just thoughts. They're not reality unless we act on them. And we talked about that an awful lot to get that perspective and be able to move beyond them and say, you know what, you might want to stop me doing this, but I'm going to do yeah. it anyway and see what happens. It was really helpful, Jeanette, for you to point out that I've done lots of things and that voice was there. That voice will have always been there telling me, oh, you don't want to do that. And yet I'd gone ahead and done so many things and achieved so many things that actually... Why was I allowing it to sort of limit my bravery mm. now? And it, that was quite a, a helpful point. So, Claire, it's been great working with you. And I know and you've grown in so many different ways. But there's lots of women out there listening to this. What's the one piece of advice you would give to them when they're facing a pivotal moment in their life? I would say it's really appreciated the ability to speak with somebody else who wasn't emotionally invested in what I was doing. So being able to talk through my dilemmas about how I was going to move forward and develop things with somebody who was not a friend, who was not emotionally invested in when I would say, oh, 
it's because of them. I can't do this because the world is against me. <laughs> if I said that to a friend, they would go, you're absolutely right, Claire. Of course you can't do it. The world is against you. But Jeanette, it was really helpful for you to be able to say, the common denominator here, Claire, is you. So <laughs> let's have a think about that, shall we? <laughs> And that was, that was really, there. really good. That's a great <laughs> testimonial, Jeanette, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Wonderful. Can I just say I do get emotionally <laughs> attached <laughs> to my clients. <laughs> and, you know, I'm not too mean. I do ask the difficult <laughs> yeah. questions and do push because that's okay. what you're there for. But right. it's great to see you succeed, Claire. Yeah, great. Thanks. Lovely. Claire, it's lovely to talk to you. Thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today. Claire Vittery then, one of Jeanette's clients, completed that 12-week coaching course. Thank you so much, Claire. Thanks. So what a great uh, testimonial for you, Jeanette. Must make you feel really good, that. Oh, it does. I enjoyed every moment of working with Claire. And in fact, I do with all of my clients. You know, they all bring different issues to the table different perspectives. They test me in more ways than I could ever have imagined. And I actually grow myself through this process. So mm. it's mutually beneficial, but it is so nice to see the changes that oh. people can actually manage. And it's, it is lovely. I love it. So for anybody who's interested and in listen to Claire's story there and thinking, yeah, I could really do with that sort of a helping hand, obviously get in touch with you via your website, go through that route. What essentially can a client expect from you then? Let's just sort of focus on the wellness and the life coaching side of it? When they come into coaching with me, as I say, they can choose the time frame: four weeks, eight weeks or 12 weeks. I usually recommend at least eight weeks because when you're going through any change, it takes eight weeks for you to start really recognising that change in yourself and then 12 weeks to really cement it. So during that time, what they'll get is that hour a week with me where we will work really deeply on their goals and helping to keep them motivated and accountable so that they're going to move through this process. Mm. I also am available to them outside of that hour. So I'm more than happy for them to text me or WhatsApp when something happens in between sessions and they've got a big question or they're facing, say, an interview or something like that and they want a little bit of extra help. That's part of the support that I give. But also what I do is by being able to see them on Zoom and listening and empathising, I can tell what kind of frame of mind they're in as well. And if there's something there of concern, we can actually tackle that and do that support as well. So it's not just you come here for an hour, you talk about what you want to talk about, you go away. Yes, you go away with homework, as we said earlier, mm. but actually I'm still I'm still there in the background and can support them throughout yeah. the entire 12 weeks. You've got to really as well be aware that as a client listening to this and you want to go and have this sort of uh, help with Jeanette, that it is a focus. You've got to focus in on this, haven't you? It's no good just sort of dipping it out. It's something that you've got to really put your mind to. Life coaching, as you say, is not mentoring, is it? It's uh, or consultancy or therapy or counselling, really. It's something other than that, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It is about changing your life. And that takes time and it takes effort. So there will be an element of kind of counselling where you might want to talk about something that is really bothering you that you're trying to work through that might be quite emotional for you. 
So there is the support there, but actually we move beyond that to say, so what are we going to do about it? We ask the difficult questions. What's your role in this? What can you do differently? And that's really tough for some people, but actually it's something we have to do. If we want to move forward, if we want to change something in our lives or find a new career, whatever it is, we have to do the work. Mm. And I'm really, really clear on that. If you come into a coaching arrangement, same as if you join a slimming club and you don't actually do what you're asked to do or follow the steps, you won't get the results. So, you know, somebody like Claire has been fantastic. She came in mm. with her eyes open. She knew what she wanted to do. She followed. She worked hard. She made the changes. And you can see that. But you've got to want it bad enough because actually it's quite tough, a tough gig. I will ask questions you don't want to answer necessarily or don't even want to focus on. It's like anything in life, isn't it? If you want the rewards, you've got to put the work in. It's, uh, it's fair yeah. to say, isn't it, really? Yeah, All absolutely. Right. My own PT used to say to me, <laughs> what is that? Like, no pain, no gain. Exactly. <laughs> exactly that. All right. So, Jeanette, thank you so much for that. And once again, thanks to our guest for joining us on the podcast, on the Phoenix Wellness Podcast today. That was Claire Vittery, one of uh, Jeanette's recent clients. If you'd like to get in touch with Jeanette, contact details are coming up in just a moment. Until the next time. Jeanette, thank you so much. Been fascinating. Thank you. I've enjoyed it. Thank you for listening to this podcast from Jeanette Forder of Phoenix Wellness Coaching. Please listen for other episodes in this series designed to help you as a woman through the critical moments in your life. And for more information, please go to phoenixwellness.co.uk.